0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the reward boost not staying for Menagerie. There was some confusion about this, confirmed by Dylan that it will not be continuing after Opulence. I wanted to make a video about this. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. There's a link below, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Click that link, come in and join the conversation in the Q&A. If you can't catch me live, follow the Twitch channel, hit like and subscribe on YouTube, that also helps me. So, why did I want to make a video about this? I... I found the wording to be a little confusing about this. We knew that every week following the community challenge, they were going to be increasing the drops in Menagerie. You might not even have known this was going to happen. So if you go into Menagerie, you get double the drops, then triple, then then four, then five, like up to five every friday for the remainder of the season now when i read it i read it it could fall two ways It's like maybe they're going to increase this every week for the remainder of the season and then at the end of the season they're not going to increase it anymore but they're going to kind of leave it static so you're always going to get extra drops in menagerie i thought maybe this is their way of kind of redeeming menagerie as an activity because it was so great at launch and then everybody got mad when they nerfed it and obviously people are going to be saying that i'm I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth and being hypocritical, I don't think people really remember my stance on this accurately, Uh, I saw it as a problem, we're going to talk about that in this video, so we're going to walk through what's going on, how exactly is this going to be implemented, how's it going to play out, how many drops can you get right now, and then subsequently till the end of the season, because we did complete the challenge. Second, I want to say, why is this a bummer? I want to agree with the people that are kind of bummed about this not going on beyond opulence. I get it. Menagerie is a great activity. We really loved it when it was, you know, amazing right out of the gate. You could get so many drops from every single Uh, run but then I want to end by saying why it's probably needed and I get people are probably tired of me trying to put positive spins on things but I'm considering always the bigger picture new content moving forward and and sometimes these things have to be adjusted or they'll cause more problems than good so first let's talk about what's going on so if you haven't tried it yet you can right now go into Menagerie it's September the 10th you can go into the Menagerie and get a guaranteed double drop. You might get a triple drop because the Chalice can do the whole extra drop. If the Chalice is completely upgraded, one of the perks on it is you can get an extra drop. So right now, it's a guaranteed double with a chance at triple. This Friday at Reset, this Friday will be September the 13th, it's going to increase to guaranteed triple drops with then obviously the chance for the fourth drop to pop out. And that's going to go all the way up to the end of the season. It can go all the way up to five guaranteed drops that final week in Season of Opulence. You'll have not a full week. You'll basically have on Friday the 27th, it'll jump to five, and you'll have until the first. So you'll have, you know, one, two, three, four, five, like five kind of full days to get those extra drops. Five guaranteed with a chance of six. Like that's a lot, and you don't have to run back and forth and reset the instance like we were when it first came out. So. Good idea. I love, the, I love the concept here. I don't know if it was as tangible as a reward as what loot would have been in the community challenge. I already made a video about that. That community challenge really needed some loot drive in it. I think, I think the same thing about haunted forest and burnet forest, and anytime they do a free event, I want there to be a more tangible one-to-one transmission of loot value. And this is a little bit there, but you know, it, it was probably a little bit missed by a lot of the community. So if you haven't checked it out yet, you know, check it out. You got weeks leading up to Shadowkeep. Especially if you're not going to be playing Borderlands, which launches in a couple of days. Now... I want to affirm people being frustrated. I did the same thing in my Raid Armor video. People are calling me a Bungie apologist and a shill because I think the Raid Armor is not as big of a deal as some of them were making it. You know, whatever. If if me trying to have a positive attitude while maintaining critical and while trying to hold Bungie accountable to making better changes and doing things in an improving way, if that makes me an apologist and a shill, then I guess fine. Go watch somebody else then. But why is this a bummer? I, I do. I want to affirm why this is a bummer because the Menagerie felt like a breath of fresh air when it landed in the game. It At its inception, especially on the heels of Reckoning and Season of the Drifter, Menagerie was like a cool glass of water on a hot day. It was like, oh my gosh, thank you, this is great. The encounter was designed well, non-failable, six man, it was unique, it was fun, and you could get numerous drops from the chest when you would reset the instance. Now obviously that's not how it was designed, but again, at its inception, It was a massively celebrated event. I went away to LA, and while I was there in LA, did a video and said, I think this is the best PVE content in Destiny. And virtually every review and article that came out about it said exactly the same thing. The community was very much in agreement. We were all kind of saying the same thing about Menagerie. So I get people having sort of this feeling of like, man, you were going to make Menagerie better again with these increases, and they're not going to continue after Season of Opulence. The glitch nerf was largely rejected when they nerfed the glitch thing and they dialed it back and said you can't reset the instance anymore for you know extra you know extra drops. People were disappointed, and I basically said at that time that they needed to do something, but I didn't think it was a good idea for them to basically completely obliterate the turnover rate of loot in that environment and I thought you know a middle ground would have been nice I kept saying a guaranteed three from normal would have been perfect and then two extras in hard to you know warrant even doing hard would have been a nice middle ground three drops every single time with two extra in hard unfortunately we're not even going to get two drops guaranteed after opulence I think that would at least that could have stayed but I still think three for normal with a guaranteed two extra for hard would be a good reason to keep the non-failable everybody just stays in the matchmaking encounter and just gets the three guaranteed and then if you want to ratchet it up and go into the non-match main encounter to get the extras in hard, that would have been a good spectrum of reward. And unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. So it feels like we're kind of going like back to... It feels like we had a pathway back to original menagerie, and they're kind of yanking that away from us as soon as we get it Okay, so I get it. It's a bummer. I, I do I sympathize and I and I empathize with people that think it's a bummer But let's end the video now by why this is probably Needed and even though you might not agree with me even though you're gonna get mad and rip me up in the comments I think deep down people know this is true. Okay? I initially said that my concern about the menagerie was that it could not be replicated in my initial videos where people told me to shut up and leave the encounter alone, it's fine. Getting six to nine drops from a run if you were really good about running back and forth. People told me I was off my rocker, it was totally fine, okay? That was my initial concern, was like, I don't think they can replicate this. I don't think they're going to be able to give us new encounters and new things and new reward structure in Shadowkeep that's going to be at this level. And I happen to think that thread and that that reality is still true today looking forward more than likely i think there are two factors at play here keeping bungie from wanting us to be able to get five potentially six drops from just a single normal menagerie one they don't want that to go on for forever okay there's two threads at play number one they want folks to focus on and funnel into the new activities they want to fill those new funnels they don't want people going back and playing menageries being like, "Oh my gosh, they ranked up the rewards, this is great." And then you just kind of stay there or you split up, you split up the community. Or, the old content feels so good, nobody feels a reason to even buy Shadowkeep or go into the new stuff. Now, I know some people might say, that's a minority, most of the people that are enjoying the multiple drops are probably very excited about Shadowkeep, but I still think that's a, that's one thread of this. One thread of the, of, the, of the mentality here is that they don't want people playing old content, they want to shuffle us forward. That's kind of the movement of the game, it's an evolving world, it's a changing world, that's the move going forward with the seasons, and this is kind of part of that. The second thing, the second thing active here, the other thread to this thought process process from Bungie is we don't want anybody to be able to say that nothing in the game is as good as Menagerie because with five guaranteed drops and a chance of six literally five guns just drop in your lap five Ostringers just you just do the chalice and it spits out five Ostringers being able to basically do that, and then look at everything they've done in Shadowkeep and say, nothing's as good as Menagerie. This new content's not as rewarding. This new content kind of sucks. This new content doesn't feel that good. Those are the two threads that I think are active right now in this decision. And I know you're like, well, why should... What Just buff the new drop rates. Buff the new activities. It's not as simple as them just going into Nightmare Hunts, and Vex Offensive, and the new Strikes, and the new Nightfall Difficulty Spectrum, and the, the delivery of resources so you can take armor up to armor 2.0 all of that has been built and structured and paced in a way that if they can't just go in and say oh make everything as rewarding as menagerie 5 guns dropping from a single boss now I have a planned talk about destiny that I still haven't done yet called destiny 2 is too stingy and this is in that vein okay they don't have reward structures set up in a way to compete with a guaranteed 5 drops from menagerie Dylan did say They could see doing this in the future as a limited time event on a weekend or something, how they increase infamy, how they increase your your valor, you know, you get double and triple, they could do something like this with Menagerie, the other thing they could do is they could look at certain activities, they could look at Nightmare Hunts and Vex Offensive or other things and say, hey, we're gonna buff the drop rate, if such and such drops, you're gonna get double and triple drops to increase that generosity and I readily welcome that, because I do think this game is too stingy, I don't think you get enough drops with, uh, even in Reckoning with the changes in reckoning I'm going to do a video about that I don't think the changes in reckoning have gone far enough the loophole is still too diverse and and the variety on the guns is there is a great protection of people getting god rolls too quickly because the number of rolls you can get on any particular gun is actually pretty significant so I would love for this to inform other content the positive response to menagerie the positive response to menagerie upping reward structure i think should inform other content and dylan saying hey we could do something like this on a limited time basis in future content is exactly the mentality they should take with content start dumping on the rewards and even turning the dial up and down on activities to kind of funnel us from one to the other and i think that'd be a really really great place for seasonal content and rhythmic urgency and keeping us in these funnels as always we're going to do q a next if you're listening on itunes Group, play spotify or watching on youtube please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is gonna be the question and answer session that followed my talk about the reward boost in Menagerie is not staying after season of opulence ends. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. That link is right below in the description. Uh, you can always follow the Twitch channel or like and subscribe where you're listening to this. I appreciate that very much. The first question coming in from Obscure Novice says, Do you think Bungie giving and taking as often as they do, will hurt community challenges in the future. Similar to how we get cool weapons that inevitably get nerfed. I mean, ultimately, I think there's a rhythm to the game where you're doing things and you're caring about things and then you shuffle forward to care and do things somewhere else. Um, I I am one of the big proponents of leaving things behind eventually. And in general, people don't see eye to eye with me on that and I think ultimately eventually maybe they will I I think people need to zoom out a little bit more and just see the futility of adding forever to weapon pools and archetype pools like you can't do that for forever there needs to be a reset button there needs to be a leaving behind of the old Uh, I think the biggest challenge for Bungie right now is if they were ever to do that they got to fill the game quantitatively with like a ton of stuff if they were to take our stuff away not take it away but like leave it behind like not let you level it anymore so in in your in in your question here there's this idea that like if they take stuff away and and they give stuff new and they you know they inevitably give us strong stuff that ends up getting nerfed does that hurt community challenges in the future i don't think so i think we're just accustomed to this we chase stuff, we get the dopest version, we use it for a while, and then we eventually replace it, we, we, we move on to something else, maybe it gets nerfed, who knows, like, they took away Skull of the Dire Ahamkara from me, and I found other ways to play Warlock that I think are, are just as fun, and I admitted while I was doing it that it was broken, you know, so... Obscure novice, do you think FOMO, which is fear of missing out, will have the desired effect if things in Destiny start to feel extremely temporary for people that find they can't keep pace? I really do not think this is the result Bungie is going for. I know there are people that think the structure of the season pass and the $10 and stuff getting removed and getting you know taken away or whatever and then added back and and leveling up the season pass. I think people think there's this idea that it's going to feel super temporary and that your fear of missing out is going to drive you to keep pace and play and spend money. I do not think that's Bungie's ultimate goal. Is there a thread of FOMO, Fear of Missing Out, is there a thread of that to the new structure? Yes. Has that thread been there since the beginning? Of course. Like, that's that's part and parcel to an expanding experience. If your friends bought Dark Below or Taken King and you didn't, you missed out. Like, that's a thread of DLC and content creation that's just like, Expanding your experience 101 that's just how it is so with the season pass and like activities coming in and going away is that thread maybe a little bit more pronounced and more realized i would probably say yes it is is it too high is it too absurd is it what paul tassi calls weaponized fomo i don't think so I do not think it is that extreme, I think it's low, low level, low tier, I think the activity is going to be garden variety, meat and potatoes grind with a small pool of stuff, four guns and, a, and an armor set that can be earned in multiple places from what we've read. I don't think Vex Offensive is going to go away and people are going to be like, oh my gosh, FOMO, can't miss out, must spend money. I think it's there, I think you're going to see that bottom, I think, if anything, here's what I think psychologically will be more provoking. If you're not spending money, and Season of Dawn starts, and you play for a week or two, you're going to be moving along that Season Pass, the thing that looks like a Battle Pass, okay? Season Pass, Battle Pass, whatever the frick you want to call it. And you get to, like, level 15. You're going to see all the stuff on the bottom tier, that bottom rung, that you're not getting unless you buy the pass for the $10. I think that's going to be more psychologically influential over people's decisions More so than FOMO of, oh, they took an activity away and now there's a new activity. That's obviously me just kind of theorizing about how people are going to respond to things, but that's more ever-present. That's more in your face. Every time you level up and check it, every time you get something, you go and you go to that page to redeem it. Constantly reminded that for $10, you get a whole layer of just stuff on the bottom rung of that I don't know. I don't think people are going to be like, "Oh my gosh, they took away an activity, now there's a new one. I simply must spend $10." I the I don't even think the Destiny community is wired that way. I don't think that's going to function uh in that in that way. And the rewards aren't leaving just the activity, so really foam. Well, here's the thing, bleep. Here's the thing. The rewards that don't go away and come back, I think they're supposed to be coming back in other activities in the game. Now, I don't know my thought would be you're gonna put those. Okay, so the four weapons you can get from Vex Offensive, where are they gonna land? Are they gonna land in the new activity in Season of Dawn? That's a little touchy. If I paid for Shadow Keep, but I'm gonna skip Season of Dawn, and you bring back, you bring back those weapons and hide them, and put them behind the next season pass paywall, that gets problematic. It's like, now wait a minute, I thought the loot was coming back. If the loot's coming back, it's kind of a moot point that it's coming back if I've got to buy the next season pass to even earn it. So I don't know where it's going to land. I would think they would put it in an existing pool or an existing place. Um, or like what Smack is saying, Banshee will drop them or something. Maybe they'll just add them in different places in the game in the form of, like, bounties, like weapon bounties like Ada. Um... Because and the reason I think they would do that is I think you would want the new activity to have its own loot pool and that really wouldn't work eventually that's going to get really really cluttered and muddled so season of the undying and season of the dawn is season of dawn you're going to take those weapons and throw them into the next activity oh that's confirmed well there you go okay so yeah it's not really FOMO other than the new activity and again I don't think a new activity going away and coming back as long as the loot's getting put other places I really don't think FOMO is the, the primary motivator here I really think it's going to be the bottom half of that book which again is not like a fear of missing out it's like dude that's stuff I could get right now for 10 bucks you're not like missing out on something it's it's literally like why wouldn't I do that I'm playing that's loot that I could get right now oh they're missing out on the loot uh, I just don't think so I don't think it's weaponized FOMO I don't think they're I don't think they're trying to manipulate us in some sinister way 10 months from Ollie, thank you so much welcome back Sasquatch, With Dylan saying that they could use the Menagerie again in future events, do you think they could update it with seasonal rewards that expire each season? Well, here's something really, really cool about the chalice. They could do one of two things with the chalice for like a seasonal event. So, let's just pretend they put a bunch of snowballs in there and they do something with like the dawning. Totally free. Again, I think anytime they repurpose old content, they're going to make it free. Because... We don't want people complaining about paying for recycled content. If it's free, then everybody has to, like, literally shut the frick up. If it's reskinned and cost you nothing, then you don't really get to complain. So, they could introduce new runes. So, you go and run public events, and you're, you know, you're grinding some quests, and there's snow everywhere, and blah, 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 and you're getting these new runes. And when you slot these runes, these Christmassy-looking cool weapons pop out of the chalice. You know, two or three guns. They could also just introduce a new recipe. So you could basically just say, oh, if you combine this color, th- these, these three, because everybody's got a ton of rooms as it is, they could do that. I would think they'd maybe want to do like a new seasonal rune or a new seasonal chalice, like give you the option of slot the old chalice or slot the new chalice. If you slot the new chalice, when you open, you'll be getting this stuff instead. Um, you know, and it could be a Christmas chalice. It could look like a cool, like, beer stein or something. (laughs) Um, to, like, celebrate the holiday, and then that goes away. That beer, that beer stein, that, that mug that you're slotting or whatever, you're dropping in ingredients, you know, marshmallows and, and hot cocoa recipes or whatever, and it's spitting out weapons. Something like that. That might be a little too gimmicky, but you get the point. They could definitely say, hey, there's this new... There's this new uh, beer stein, and you take this into the menagerie, and you you fill it with re- you know a recipe, and it spits out a weapon from the from the menagerie. Oh, and by the way, you're going to be getting like three drops every time uh, because we can manipulate the drop rate. Menagerie's not changing at all. They're literally just adding like this like bounty because that's all the the chalice really is. It's a bounty that after completed they give it back to you. That's why whenever you open the chest, you get the guns and you also get the chalice back. You're literally opening the chest and cashing in the chalice and then they're giving it back to you. Crazy Crunked. How about rotating loot pool and rotating chalice combos? I'd be okay with the reward boost being removed. Uh, It's fun farming the activity. Yeah, I don't know if they're, I mean, as far as rotating the loot pool, they don't really need to do that. They created something that you could go in and pick the gun that you wanted in the masterwork or the armor piece that you wanted. So I don't think they need to do that cold heart i love the game but i hate doing the story three times do you think there should be some kind of account based system for me to do the story only once and then go on my other characters that i can start after the story i outlined this suggestion numerous times i said that the, the story should have been you know two to three times as long and they already had the content built for it if they would have made you run all the all of the adventures i mean every single adventure the campaign would have been two to three times longer and better and a lot more full with content and information about what was going on in the world and then you should have just started your second and third characters at the tower that's not really an issue after October the 1st any new character you create starts at 7.50 and is in the tower so you're getting your wish now if you want to play through the campaign I would hope they really streamline that we talked about this last night and I know people think I'm full of crap here I genuinely think the vanilla story is actually really good and well written and well voice acted I really like it I think Gaul and his interactions with the consul and his interactions with the speaker I actually think are really really good cutscenes arguably better cutscenes and better story than we ever got in D1 maybe Taken King, Taken King was good but it was only one DLC out of three years Um, Rise of Iron Iron Story was, was a huge missed opportunity that they didn't really I don't think they landed that plane as well we should have fought the Iron Lords in the raid not Axis but that's beside the point Still, my favorite raid. I would hope that they would let people run through the campaign because it's. I think it's a good campaign. If you run vanilla campaign, Osiris, Warmind, Forsaken, and then everything that happens in the season passes, like everything that happens with the Drifter and Ada, it was. I actually think it's all very interesting. And if you run it together, one through it through it one time together, like very you know pretty quickly. I actually think it's a really well done story. I think the problem is, is we look back on vanilla and we're like, it sucked. It was trash. It was garbage. People last night were like, dude, are you freaking crazy? Lono, like that, that, that story sucked. That story was terrible. If I have a character below 750, it'll the bump to 750. Yes, you can create characters right now and everything they own will be 750 on October the 1st. Everything they own is 750. So there's, yeah, there's no reason there's no reason to like wait, I guess, if you want. Mick Cheshire, What is your opinion on using the Menagerie loot as an incentive to the community event? It was under the impression that the moment the loot changes were announced they almost admitted to pruning Menagerie uh, look too much. Loot too much, I think is what you meant to say. Here's what's interesting about the Menagerie as part of the community challenge. And I didn't include this I didn't include this in my video, and I probably should have. Um, I think it was I think it was Cosmo who replied on the forums or maybe Reddit, and basically confirmed that they felt they hit they felt they hit the menagerie too hard, that they were wanting to find a balance, and they they thought that it was obviously too extreme and obviously grading against game design. To have people running back and forth in a freaking hallway. Like, that's not how the content was designed, okay? But I think they even kind of agreed. It, it, the, it, they hit it pretty hard. Like, it was really, really good. And then it feels like it kind of died, um, for a lot of people. But they're trying to find a balance. So to me, it's interesting that they say that, and then they bring in this, and it's temporary. Again, more than likely, they're testing. They're going to increase the drop rate to two, then then to three and the four then the five and they'll run tests to see what was the response from the community how many people were getting roles that they seemingly wanted and stopped playing how many people got roles that they seem to have wanted and they started farming for something else they're going to probably analyze all that to try to find a sweet spot levitate green do you think the vex event will have something similar to the chalice to get more specific rewards i have no idea how to make a prediction here um you know i luke smith i think softly indicated that shadowkeep will not have anything equal to the chalice um in his director's update very much gave us the impression that ada's bounty and the chalice were sort of bets that they placed where they it 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 won and the, and the community loved it but they're placing simultaneous bets again To a certain extent, I'm going to start pushing back on that and say, okay, fine, but beyond Shadowkeep, you all better start creating loot incentive and loot circles and cycles that are in harmony with Aegis Bounties or the Menagerie Chalice, because you don't get to keep saying this every year. I don't want to read a director's cut in the summer of 2020 where Luke's talking about parallel development again and placing simultaneous bets. No, 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 no. You guys knew coming out of D1 that we liked intentionality and purposeful loot grind because purposeful grind is a term that you guys came up with during D1 when you launched Skeleton Keys. So they they're not in the dark, you know. They're not in the dark. So all content from here out, here on out needs to have some level of intentionality in respect to player grind. And I don't think reckoning is there raising drop rates great they're such they're so fast right you're running them so fast but it's just like I want this weapon with this role and do you know how long mathematically that could potentially take take a long time so this idea that we have to like be withholding with loot drops because if people get what they want they'll stop playing I just think that is a complete and utterly like fabricated thing I just I don't think it's true Dredgen Wolf. Hi Lono, do you think Bungie should do more community challenges like the Mars one in Shadowkeep with similar loot drop near the end of the season? I like the idea of a community challenge. I just think in my video, I said there needs to be a clear loot transmission and a loot grind attached to it. Uh, Parasito, The Mars challenge felt like a, hey, what if at the last minute sort of thing? Do you think even with the time, the rewards could be as big... A- could be as big as gameplay loop changing things menagerie drop increases a reward feels like we have to give them something what are they complaining about so where's your question here okay so do you think given the time the rewards could be as big as gameplay no 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 no. here's the thing it doesn't need to be equal to the menagerie they didn't need to drop in an activity and a loop as intentional as the menagerie but if they would have just taken the hand cannon and said that's going to drop in the game randomly rolled at escalation protocol because it was originally a weapon you just kind of grinded for and you got we threw random rolls on it it has a chance to drop while you're running escalation protocol that would have been fine that would have been totally fine there would have been nothing wrong with that and last week it could have been all about like it's a full pool, right? All the weapons could drop. And then like this week as a reward for after the fact, it could literally be the only weapon that can drop to shrink the loop pool and increase your chances of getting a cool roll on it. So, like, I'm not asking for a free event to have this gameplay loop changing, really awesome, unbelievable, you know, pathway to loot. That's not what I'm asking for. A little, a little would go a really, really long way in a free event like that. One gun dropping during Verdant Forest from the boss. One gun dropping from the Haunted Forest would have gone a really long way because of random rolls. Uh, J.T. Hill. How about this? The weapons come... The weapons come shoot only with empty mod slots, and you pick barrel mods. All other perks that would drop randomly by doing stuff in gameplay, no, you're not going to convince me weapon crafting is a good idea to come to Destiny, and I don't think you're going to convince Luke Smith either. I don't think they're going to go that path with the with with what they're doing with the low-level crafting we're going to be doing on armor. Parasito, do you think Bungie is changing the menagerie drop tables? From the server since we aren't getting Friday patches if so what would be stopping them from changing other drop tables on the fly okay I don't necessarily know if it's reading as a drop as a drop table I think that they're going in and can adjust the chalice because the chalice is like a separate thing and I suppose that's like I don't even know if they can do it on the fly is there going to be a hot fix on Friday was there a hot fix on Friday I don't remember Looks like ma- uh, maintenance is over. Um, was there a hotfix on Friday to push out the the update to the the reward in Menagerie, or did they just do it on their end? If they can do it on our, their end, I'm really interested in in how they're in how they're pulling that off. So maintenance is over. I don't know if we're going to be able to go to the tower and, and get the um, and like get the get the emblem like i would think that would probably be after reset but that you know maintenance is over maintenance was blizzard though i don't think it was bungie so probably had nothing to do with with bungie uh sulfur do you think bungie is shooting themselves in the foot by removing the increased drop rate of menagerie at the end of the season um no this is real clear in my video i think it was needed for two reasons. They want people in the new activities and they don't want you saying that an old activity is better than all of the new activities as far as how much you get the rewards, etc. Uh, Scrant- uh, Scantron says, uh, What weapon should I look for before the update? Um, I'm not answering this question. I feel like you asked this one the other day. I'm not answering questions like that. If you want to go for a blast furnace from Black Armory or an Ostringer from Menagerie, I, you know what I'm saying? I don't have a laundry list of guns for you to chase, man. That's not what Q&A is for. Uh, M. Quell. Do, do you think the Nightmare Hint will offer a Menagerie-esque lose? Oh, Nightmare Hunt. No idea. There's no way for me to make predictions about whether or not they're going to make the Menagerie system in Nightmare Hunt. <clears throat> in Nightmare Hunt. Dash Knight, hello Nono. Do you think Bungie should do monthly world events like the one we did on the as the same or smaller scale for better reward drop or current future group activities like escalation, credit ball, manager, etc. Um, I would love for them to do challenges like this. I think they're definitely cool. I think they're definitely fun, uh, and I definitely would 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 want to see more. But if there's no loot tied, I just I have struggle. I, I really struggle to care. Vandy, do you think Bungie should shut down the forums? Most of the posts are negative and lack constructive criticism. No, this is a terrible suggestion. McQuell, do you think Armor 2.0 is a tester for Weapons 2.0, safely finding the triumphs and pitfalls of this sort of system? Well, I don't even know if it's a test run for Weapons 2.0. If anything, they need to do this first. Because the synergies and builds you're going to be able to come up with kind of have to get off the ground. And then Bungie could lean into that and say, okay, so future weapon changes can like land and plug in with this existing system in the Armor 2.0, right? Armor 2.0 has to land, get sort of play-tested, get its weaknesses exposed by the community. Maybe there's things that are too strong. And then a weapons update needs to come in and kind of slot in with that so that whatever we're like there needs to be like a synergy between the two so i don't even know if it's like oh we got to get it right in armor 2.0 so we can take this over to weapons 2.0 i don't think that's the mentality i think it's i think it's what i just said gale play if you had to choose between getting borderlands 3 or shadow keep which one would you choose i'm kind of tight on money and trying to choose which one to get um i've waited an awfully long time for borderlands 3 so i can't see skipping borderlands 3 i'm a huge borderlands fan and shadow keep is something that i guess if i had to wait i would be as a streamer i couldn't do that like my home game is destiny people are going to want to see me grind people are going to want to see me raid i have i I, and i want to it's not like i i i don't want to do those things i want to do those things so i wouldn't be able to really pick between these two as a streamer if i wasn't a streamer i would get borderlands 3 and i'd wait a couple weeks on shadow keep like you know save some pennies or something Ginja 300 the reckoning loot buff was pretty good I find it tolerable to run now but do you think this sort of loot buff these apply to other activities like strikes crucible Gamma, and iron banner I said this in my talk that I need to do a video about this I have a planned talk about how I believe and feel that destiny is too stingy it's just too stingy of a game and I don't know if the idea should be oh a warden's law dropped from you in this nightfall and five of them dropped at the same time so you know I I, I don't I don't know I don't know if I want to do that to every single encounter I think sometimes loot rhythm is fine if it's one to one and what I mean by that is, Right now, you pretty much get a drop almost every single time in Tier 3 of Reckoning. If you don't get a drop, then the next one you're guaranteed. Okay? That's pretty good turnover rate. I would say give us a a guaranteed drop every single time. And, and, guaranteed drop every single time, let me pick what I'm getting. So I can end a day and be like, yeah, I ran it 20 times. I got 20, 20 doomsdays. Because even if I end the day and get 20 doomsdays... That's still not a guarantee that I'm going to get the one that I want. It could still take a while. Uh, And if I get the one that I want, I don't think empowering the player works against engagement. I think it promotes engagement. Um, Because I think sometimes like turnover of loot is okay. It's like one run, one drop, one run, one drop, like running reckoning and getting four or five drops, two or three drops. That seems absurd. Same thing with strikes. I don't know, even a nightfall. I feel like with a nightfall, what they should do is, as I've said this before, the, the emblem for that nightfall should have a score threshold on it, and it has like a little engram icon next to it. And if I hit that score threshold, that engram lights up for that week. And then after that, every time I run that nightfall, I get a guaranteed drop of the of the, of the nightfall specific piece of loot. They're doing away with the nightfall challenge card. So I really feel like if I'm running a nightfall and I can't make it real easy on myself, even if I do put on the right loadout to melt and burn it down, I still feel like a, a guaranteed drop is really, really nice. Especially if I can't be- if I can't put on a burn build. If I can't put on a burn build and I'm going in there and it's taking a little bit longer than it used to, like right now, I could understand being a little bit stingy in nightfalls because some nightfalls, if you really build it right, you can run them in like five to seven minutes. You know, eight minutes if you're if you're taking your time. Severage. Wouldn't it be better, uh, wouldn't it be in better taste to keep the menagerie to double drops? I understand the sentiment of gravitating people toward the new content, but what's the point of keeping old content on the directory if people end up avoiding it entirely? This is the first time I felt people wanted to do menagerie since the bug fix. Well, see, here's the thing though. If it, you're like, what's the point in keeping content on the directory if people end up avoiding it entirely? That's where I continue to say you gotta repurpose stuff and give me a reason to go back there I don't think that's achieved by saying oh yeah Menagerie drops two things every time cause you might say I'm running Nightmare Hunt I'm running this um, Vex Offensive and I don't get I'm not getting any drops it's not dropping I can go get two drops from Menagerie do you see like You've got to be really, really careful. If you make something too rewarding, then it's it's all anybody cares about, or they compare everything to it. If they standardize the drops in Menagerie, then other things could be then put in that same ballpark, and then they can collect all their data from the data from the data of uh, increasing the drops in Menagerie. They can collect all that, look at it, and make adjustments to either Menagerie or other pieces of content. So. What this could do then is they could say, hey, for this week, all Nightmare Hunt activities are doing double drops. That's pretty cool. Hey, for this week, Vex Offensive's got triple drops. If you're still struggling to get a roll on some gun, you're going to get triple drops. Because they've they've learned from what they're doing to the, you know, from what they're doing to Menagerie by increasing the drops. Like, they're going to be able to collect that data and learn from it i think that's going to be a huge benefit to it because then what they're doing is is then they're shuffling you with revel- relevancy and reward and not like shuffling you like they do when you level like it's like well if you, if you want to level you got to go run gambit that's not the same you're not really motivated by loot when that happens you're like i have to i have to go run this activity nero inferno do you think that all the must-have weapons like Spare Rations, Mindbender, Dustrock, etc. Uh, are still worth farming or will just be replaced by new ones in Shadowkeep? I don't know. Oh, hang on, I'll be right back. Uh, Q&A will just be on hold. I'm going to have to hurry My daughter's hurt, I think. Okay, so for those of you listening to the audio version, sorry about that. Little break. Little break. My daughter my daughter just scraped her elbow. And her brother, uh, being a good little brother, came to the door and said, she needs help, she's bleeding. And I was like, well, I'm going upstairs. (laughs) Well, I'm going upstairs right now. So if you're listening uh, to the audio version or you're watching YouTube, sorry for the little interlude there. Uh, She's fine. It's just a scrape. She's a little... (laughs) She's a little dramatic. <laughs> she'll be okay. Yeah, good. A, little, a good brother. A good brother taking care of his sister. Um, she's uh, she has a flair for the dramatic, especially uh, if she's bleeding. So she'll be all right. It's just a scrape. Um, so uh, as far as these being worth farming, I would say spare rations, mindbender, and dust rock. God rolls of these weapons will not suddenly. They they won't suddenly become non-God roll in Shadowkeep. Does that make sense? You can run right now a a, a God roll from year one. You can run great weapons from year one, and they're still good, right? You, you can run them. They're totally fine. You throw on the Midnight Coup, it's still great. It's not suddenly not great because there's god rolls you can chase of other weapons so i would say they're worth chasing especially like okay so this coming week if you go for spare rations in reckoning or even the doomsday it could that weapon's not going to suddenly be trash just because they introduce new weapons now i will say this my hope would be that nightmare hunt and vex offensive and the raid offer new perks new perks so that you are feeling that sense of yes these weapons are probably going to be equal to weapons i already have but at least they feel different or they're cooler i still think that car runs out of gas eventually i still think eventually they run out of room within archetypes they run out of room within gun types to innovate and make them cooler you eventually just like there's only so much we can do i think they're going to give themselves a bunch of a bunch of flexibility if they go back to primary, secondary, and heavy. Because if they go back to primary, secondary, and heavy, and primary weapons get elements applied on all of them, suddenly, you could go to a Warden's Law, and you could say, well, Warden's Law now has arc on it. And we've added a whole new swath of elemental perk combinations and elemental perk synergies that you might want to try and grind for. So instead of getting a Warden's Law and running it with Feeding Frenzy Rampage, I might go for, you know chain chain lightning firefly and combine that with some other perk that synergizes with it so that I get the same weapon efficiency against trash ads but it's elemental based i think the if if they if they really want to continue to say we're not going to make you leave behind weapons we're going to continue to add new weapons for you to chase One of the main ways I think they can incentivize that is going back to true elemental primaries, because elemental perks, there's far more creativity they can have there. With Arc, with Solar, with Void, there's all kind of things they could do to say, you're not chasing Rampage Outlaw anymore, this gun can do something with, if you land enough crit shots, on a major it creates avoid suppression telemetry that pulls enemies in you see what I'm saying like that, that would make that primary seem really appealing sure it doesn't have rampage outlaw but it has something that's elemental in its effect that would make you think oh this is a strong primary in the right instances and in the right places like if there's a lot of majors think some of the reckoning scenes you know if you could go up to a reckoning major and just pop off four shots in a row and if they're crit 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 it creates like this telemetry of a void and it sucks all these other enemies in and then you chuck a grenade you see what i'm saying like i think elemental perks are the way forward for primaries feeling fresh and new i don't think they can do much right now with kinetic weapons like, what the frick are you going to do with hand cannons going forward? There's only so much you can do within an archetype of a 110, a 140, 180, 150, like, all those archetypes. There's only so much you can do to make a weapon appealing. Make the reload nice and damage buff. If it doesn't have that, then why am I going to use it? Because I'm always going to be like, my Feeding Frenzy Rampage Outlaw, uh, my, my Feeding Frenzy Rampage Warden is great. My my Rampage Outlaw Ostringer is great. Why am I going to go to a gun that doesn't buff my reload or doesn't buff my damage? It doesn't, it doesn't do that. So, elements, elements, I believe, are the key. If they want a scalable weapon system that can always be sort of like stacked on top of, you know when you're doing the baseball game to see who goes first, and everybody's taking their hands up the baseball bat, I think eventually you run out of a, ba- you run out of a baseball bat. I think, we're gonna run, I think the baseball bat's a lot shorter right now. We're getting to the top of it. We're like, yeah, there's only so much we can do with hand cannons and pulse rifles and stuff. But, if every weapon has an element and there's elemental perks, then you suddenly have something like a Zalo supercell or something like That's an exotic, obviously. But again, now I'm using an auto rifle. And with this auto rifle, if I land enough body shots, right, I supercharge the next mag, I reload the mag, and now I have Focus Firefly with Napalm. So I'm like, Reload and people's heads are exploding and there's napalm going everywhere and somebody be like, that's OP, not really you're killing trash ads for frick's sake like, my hand cannon can go headshot, 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 headshot reload, headshot, headshot, headshot reload, killing trash ads quickly and effectively There's a, you can only do that so fast and we're at that ceiling get me to that ceiling with really cool effects of elements and now you've got way more way more flexibility I would run an auto rifle like that. That would be awesome. That'd be awesome. Dump a bunch of rounds into their body, reload it with those 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 Firefly napalm rounds and just start popping heads. It would even shoot slower when you do it. Ooh. Oh, that would be awesome. It's like it sprays really, really fast, and then when you reload it with that, that supercharged like napalm you know, focus firefly mag, then it's ch 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 it like slows down, so you can start popping those heads better, oh, that would be nice, that would be really, really nice, so, I, that, that's, that's what people are like, oh, primary, secondary, heavy, you're gonna take away our freedom, loan. oh, no, I like running double primary, or I like running double energy weapons, I don't want to take that away from you, but I'm telling you right now, they're, they're already running out of road, They're already running out of road. There's only so much you can do within a kinetic archetype. Like, they're just, they're there. Like, that's how fast they are. So, uh, that's how fast they are at killing enemies. And if you don't get a Rampage Outlaw, Rampage Feeding Frenzy type of system, then there's, I'm gonna be like, why would I use that weapon? I have an Ostringer, I have a Warden's Law, I have a Midnight Coup, I have a Blast Furnace, I have a Bygones, I have all these weapons that are doing exactly what needs to be done when you're killing a when you're killing trash ads cuz that's like that's the job of your primary weapon is the dispatch of the trash ads quickly cuz you have the most ammo and the quickest fire rate like that's what it's for it's for their you know those enemies cuz there's the mo- that's there's the most of them um so that's my that's my sort of it, long-winded sort of flyover of a weapon system overhaul that would actually give Bungie way more freedom to not take our weapons from us. If you want Bungie, right, if you want Bungie to not take away your weapons from you, this is the only way to do it because if not, I'm telling you, what are you going to do? What weapons are you really going to chase? I I don't know. I'm interested. I'm interested if they can come up with any any winsome or interesting perks in Shadowkeep and beyond because multi kill clip <laughs> i mean that ain't that ain't worlds different than kill clip and rampage they're so so similar so weenie hut gen what's the best way to gear from 690 to 750 just do milestones there's no intentionality focus on menagerie and ada cuz they let you choose what you're going to get so when you have powerful rewards in the menagerie or you have powerful uh, bounties at ada Use that to target things that are the lowest. Claytongs, you mentioned this morning your likes and dislikes about certain boss mechanics and what I believe was from Borderlands. How would you feel about mechanics in D2 where you bait a boss to run into a wall or stand behind explosives? This could add more flavor to boss uh, like the barons and not just uh, really just being health, gate, and immunity phases. Um, hmm. Uh, this gets complicated in Destiny because we're really, really agile, but at the same time, it's a sh- it's a first-person shooter. So, I'm going to give you an example from Gears of War 5. There was a boss that I had to bait into running into the water. There was ice water. I could break the ice with my gun. He would come running and he would drop into the water and freeze, and I had to get behind him to then shoot him in the back. Okay? And a third person game that has quite a big difference in sprint speed like when i sprint in that game it's very quick you know i can get i can kind of get behind this guy and do that now if you're trying to kite or bait an enemy in destiny to get them to let's say Let's say the Fanatic, when he gets that stupid immunity shield on him, if I could bait him over to an area and I get Electric Shock to come down on him, it busts his shield. And that would be like a way to make the fight a little bit more interesting. I think that could work, but I think there's only so much agility that we actually have because we're in first person, you know what I mean? Now, this is where third person can come in handy. If they give you... Uh, Scorch Cannon, or some type of a Siva Charge, there's something about like, being able to sort of see your character all of the sudden, as well as if you were a Warlock, you could Warlock, you can kind of Warlock Surf with, with Siva Charges and Swords, but if I was able to take the sword, and like speedily go somewhere, like maybe you pick something up and it makes you really, really fast. You know, you know how when the Titan runs when he's in his super, it's like, you could pick up this ball thing, and like, run, and like stand, and like, wait, and, and the boss comes near you and you could like dodge and slam it and then it like stuns him and takes his shield away I, I love the concept here of, of leaning into the that's more action oriented that's like an action game more than a shooter and I think there's probably a place for that um, the opening of Wrath of the Machine was fun throwing the SIVA charges to break shields yes, I, there you go Donny Vino, working within realms of what we've already played yeah, right there I think more of that would be awesome. I do think if you want to extend boss fights, if you want to innovate on Gambit, if you want to make things that aren't like, hey, you did a bunch of damage and now the boss is going to go away. Now the boss is immune. Now the boss is disappearing. Blah, blah, blah. Let me fall asleep. If they want to do less of that, then yeah. I like, okay, so a good example would be like the Pyramidian fight. Pyramidian fight. There's no way to speed that fight up. You just, you shoot him a bunch and then you go stand on plates and then you take the shields down. What I would love for them to do is every time you step on a plate and the plate goes away, it leaves behind a charge, like uh, like the Siva charges from Wrath. And so you get a charge, and then I get a charge. And this is challenging because you have to hold those charges, and there's enemies and stuff. So you gotta like we gotta like manage the ads, hold a charge, and you're waiting. Then when he teleports, you would then have a window of time to run over there and throw the charge at him and stun him and he's like shocked and now you can get like an extra damage phase to maybe bypass that last shield mechanic or something things like that I think would take boss fights forward a little bit now what I'm saying might be super complicated it might not be I don't know but I would love to go into a boss fight and say beating this boss quickly isn't just about a bake it's maybe about a finesse grab the charges go throw the charges stun and now we bake we have to earn the bake. Fanatic would be another example. Oh, for Pete's sakes, put something in that room to cancel out his immunity. All right, you ready? You ready? Yeah, throw the charges, and his immunity comes back down and it like breaks his shield and then I get to keep doing damage. F- like finesse feeding bake would be a much better way for them to approach boss fights. If you finesse, it feeds your bake. Axis is another example of this. The more finessed you were in that fight, the more control you had of positioning and slamming plates and getting super back and everything else, the more damage you got, the more bake result you had on the boss. So the fanatic or the the jack wagon that disappears on Exodus Crash. He's disappeared. He's invisible. No worries. Get him to come over here. Get him to come over here. Like the ground's all shocked. I still think this is something that they had in concept that they didn't get off the floor. I still think that boss fight's incomplete because those guys come out the guys come out and they trigger the shock and the shocks on the ground and there's like the three sections I still feel like you were supposed to be able to kite him to an area and stun him with shock on the floor or something. In any case, if you were to do that, you could disable his teleport for a little bit and like elongate the damage phase. Um because ultimately ultimately if you're going to if you're going to push against bake, you either nerf the player or you add immunity or you shrink the damage phases, which is what they fr- they do both in the fanatic. His damage phases are absurdly short. I can blade barrage and half of my blades hit and half of my blades get immunity. That's unbelievable. Like that 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 small of a damage window I think is probably one of the worst design decisions they've ever made. It's it's awful. It's it's terrible. Okay? I think another option that hasn't been pursued as much is finesse that feeds a bake and i know this takes more development time and i know we're talking about strikes but if i go into nightmare hunt if i go into vex offensive these are things they could start to put in place scorch cannons swords siva charges have so much potential to be like if you use this properly it's going it can extend your damage phases so there's more intelligence planning and strategy than just stand here, wait, okay, shoot, 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 good job, guys, nice melt, we got a, we got a one phase, we got a one phase, you know, it's just, it's not as exciting. Claytongs, I remember seeing someone say that the Battle Pass Season Pass is essentially the Eververse reward path with plotted out table of rewards, do you believe that this is a good way to look at it and explain it to people, it is essentially playing the game for loot, which is how RPGs work in general well for starters this is inaccurate because we saw the eververse armor set and it's dope and it ain't in the battle pass the uh, you know the titan's got lines on his shoulders a line on his on his backside on his like on his you know class item he looks awesome he looks really really cool and i would say that eververse set not being in the book makes this not, I don't think this is the best representation of the battle pass. It's, it is definitely a, a trickle of stuff, that instead of getting bright engrams, we're getting we're getting more linear drop, like a progression that you see, and you're just getting drops along the way, instead of here's a bright engram, and you're like sweet, I've gotten this before I've gotten this ghost sparrow whatever before also, I don't know how many vanity items are really in the battle pass. Ghosts, sparrows, and shaders I believe are absent from the battle pass, which again would make this statement extremely inaccurate. It's not, it's not you getting an Eververse reward path, it isn't. The only thing in this battle pass that we know for certain is essentially in its essence an Eververse reward is that shiny um, Vex ornamental set. The Shiny Vex ornamental set is going to function as a universal ornamental set, which is how the armor sets function from the Eververse. So it's not an Eververse set, but it's going to function like an Eververse set and how you apply it. So again, I would say, I would say there's a danger in summarizing it in this way because it seems inaccurate given what we already know about how this battle pass season pass thing is going to work. Hetrovono. I'm loving the reward increase, but desired rolls are still evading me. Do you believe that God rolls actually are rarer in the loot table? It's starting to feel that way. This is just you getting bad dice rolls. So, take... Um, you would need to get some dice, and you would need to roll two of them, or three of them, and say... And each dice would need to be a different color, so you need a red, a blue, and a green die. And you need to say, "I need to get a, a a red. The red die needs to roll with a one. The green die needs to roll with a two, and the blue die needs to roll with a three And roll. Now you could roll all day and never see that combination show up because it's not just a one, two, three. It's literally a one, two, three in on specific die. Okay, that's c- kind of what you're doing with a gun. That's kind of what you're doing with a gun. Each lane on the gun, so if you look at my off-stringers, okay, if you look at my off-stringers, each lane on this gun is a potential number. So I need, like right here, you want, let's say you want my exact roll. You want Drop Mag in this lane, Outlaw in this lane, and Rampage in this lane. It's like asking three die, a red, blue, and green die. I need a one on the red. I need a two on the blue and a three on the green. And you roll and you roll and you roll and you roll. And you're like, this game's rigged. It's stacked against me. Probably not. It's just, there's a lot. There's a ridiculous number of combinations. I would go to light.gg. If you really want to enlighten yourself here (laughs) or really, really discourage yourself here. Go to light.gg. And look at just how many perks can roll on a given gun. Be- because when that happens, you see you're like, oh my gosh, the number of combinations is absurd. And then on the gold dice, you need a four for the masterwork. Well, no, I left that out. oatcake, because you can pick the masterwork in the uh, in the menagerie. You, you know, 12 sided dice. Yeah, I mean, one to six, your odds are probably worse here because it's a 1 to 6 chance to get the 1 on the right die right? I think there's more chances here than 6 on each of these lanes um, so you would need more multi-sided die, you would need more than a 1 to one to 6 you would need I, however many opportunities there are in each lane so the the orange and, and everything I just said <laughs> everything I just said is exactly why generosity isn't a problem it isn't right it isn't it it, (laughs) you you could literally play all day and never ever see the role that you want all week look how many times it took me to get the um the right imago loop okay it was 53 imago loops now i want you to imagine 53 imago loops was roughly 450 strikes 53 skeleton keys And that also means I have to run that strike 53 times So if you take the 450 strikes And then you add on the 53 skeleton keys As well as when I went and used them That's 500 strikes To get the roll that I want Okay Now let's change that Imagine if I could have kept running that nightfall And getting the drop every single time 53 nightfalls is what it would have taken now let's just say the nightfalls take 10 minutes 10 minutes every single time you run it so 53 53 strikes multiplied by 10 minutes is 530 minutes you divide that by 60 to get an hour representation that's roughly 9 hours 9 hours to get the roll that i wanted now that's that's probably still pretty good though nine hours a whole day of just that one over and over and over again and after nine hours being like yes i got the role that i wanted keep in mind it's possible that it would take longer than that it's possible that it would take shorter than that the point that i'm making is because that spectrum is actually possible one being probable or improbable however fast it takes there's no way to know because again it's a dice roll okay it's a dice roll so wherever you land on that spectrum That's why I think generosity is not the devil. It's okay to be super generous and give us tons of guns. If I run a Nightfall, right now, when Warden's Law is available, when Warden of Nothing comes up, and I run Warden of Nothing over and over and over and over and over again, the odds of me getting Rampage, Feeding Frenzy, Accurized Rounds, and Range Masterwork, it's absurdly low that that's the roll that's going to drop. So giving me a gun every single time is not a problem it simply is not that is a total like bogus empty argument that oh no you would stop playing then if you got one every time no I, number one i'd have to run it a crap ton to ever probably even get the roll One. number two once i get it i'm probably gonna love using it and then go into some other rewarding avenue so the the, everything we just said, I think, is a really, really, really strong argument for why generosity is not is not evil. It's not the enemy of engagement. It is the promoter of it. Just I, and Bungie knows this. They're gonna look at menagerie numbers, and they know they know when when everything fell off. And I guarantee you, once it starts dropping two, three, four, and five drops, and things will tick back up again because people respond to generosity. They don't run from it evil, the waffler. I still kind of push back. Uh, I want your thoughts on loot from D1 to D2 in general. Personally, I feel D2 is better, but menagerie is, uh, okay. Do you feel content shouldn't last long due to burnout or just the drop should be high? Like menagerie, right? I'm, I'm not going to do this like prologue to questions anymore. (laughs) Uh, Nova with two months. Thank you so much. Um, here's the thing. I I think burnout, and this is another this is a well-timed question, okay that's a little long-winded but it's a well-timed question I think burnout happens faster when the rewards are more sparse does that make sense? if I'm gonna run, let's imagine I'm gonna play Reckoning all day I'm gonna run the Reckoning 30 times I'm gonna run it 30 times in a row now If I'm getting a spare rations every time, let's say every other. Let's say every other. Every other run, I'm getting a spare rations. They set it up to you. Get the guaranteed drop of the gun of your choice every other run. Okay? You fill the bucket and then you empty it. Fill the bucket, empty it. 30 runs, 15 spare rations. Okay? I'm probably going to keep playing or want to come back tomorrow. Probably. Now, change it up. Right now, I could run 30 Reckonings and never see a spare Rations. In which scenario do you think burnout happens faster? (laughs) Probably the one where I'm not seeing rewards. I'm not getting the dopamine hit. I'm not getting the... Ooh, let's check it. Ooh, let's check it. Ooh, that one's close. Ooh, this one's trash. Ooh, that one's... Ooh, this one's one perk away from being the roll. It's right there. Like, I think burnout hits way quicker when you're not getting what you want because there is zero sense of movement. There's zero sense of anything happening. So I don't think, you know, drops should be high like Menagerie, yes. And if drops are high like Menagerie, like you're saying, uh, I did three runs of Reckoning, I still haven't gotten everything. I want the length of the content for Reckoning for me is more. Again, generosity feeds organic engagement. So, if you feel like you can run Reckoning over and over and over again and get a very good turnover rate on the spare rations, when you get the spare rations you want, what do you think you're probably going to do? You're probably going to set your sights on something else. Well, that wasn't too bad. Took that many times. Let's set our sights on the Doomsday. Okay, let's go. You come back the next day. Doomsday. 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 And you're in there and you're feeling that, that sense of maybe, maybe, almost maybe like there's something happening that doesn't happen when you're like well I like I got nothing I got nothing you know stop playing that content though well that's exactly what people did that's exactly what people did why do you think they tweaked reckoning nobody was playing it the generosity was atrocious like why do you think they just suddenly decided to boost Menagerie rewards with <laughs> with a community challenge? Because people weren't playing it. You know? I, the d- Burnout hits so much faster when nothing's dropping. So much faster. Aren't drop mag and outlaw redundant? Wouldn't range find to be better than outlaw? Um... Well, first and foremost, I, I, I got this roll and was satisfied with it and didn't want to go the distance because I was also, I knew I was running out of time. So once I got this drop, I started going for gauntlets with enhanced hand cannon loader. And here's why drop mag ensures that the gun always reloads quickly. Uh, it makes outlaw even faster and I hate reloading a gun slowly. So, anytime you miss headshots and it's time to reload, Drop Mag is there as like a backstop protection to always give me quick reload, and that's really, really helpful in protecting Rampage with Rampage spec, keeping me in the lane of damage buff. So, I don't really feel like Drop Mag is as bad as people, you know, painted it out to be, uh, especially considering I generally am, I I run out of ammo on the Recluse more than I run out of ammo on the off-stringer, so you're usually I mean 11 shots reload early losing five or six shots here or there the odds of you actually emptying your kinetic on this is unlikely uh recluse I tend to run out a whole lot more often than on this guy and that doesn't even have drop mag on it it's just because of the way the recluse shoots bumble 17 is danger is the danger in giving us too many drops from a single run is it turns menagerie into where people go for armor 2.0 drops yeah oh I didn't even consider this yeah, we'll mostly be chasing new weapons. Yeah, 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 yeah. We—I didn't even mention this. I forgot to include this in my video. I said that they didn't want it to be more rewarding and more popular than new content, but this is exactly right. People would just go in there and be getting double, tri- like f- double triple, double, triple—you know, four, four drops on armor for 2.0 farming. Yeah, it would have been too generous. It would have hurt the new content. And I said this way back when I first made a video, and everybody got mad at me, and I was like menagerie is so rewarding i have concerns that no new content will be at this level of reward structure it needs a middle ground six seven eight nine drops sometimes if you were fast enough is too much it's too much three or four okay once you go beyond that i was like there's no way new content can match this reward structure number one bungie doesn't add enough loot every season to do that A lot of people got mad at me. They didn't like that video. Uh, Colpo, with the increasing attention of World's First Raid Race, do you believe that it's possible they are taking a drop bonus away because of the race? I mean, no, because people are trying to level up. And once you run out of powerful rewards from the Menagerie, nobody would be going in there and being like, please give me God roll this or God roll that. That would be a waste of their time. Their limited time to level up, they would not be spinning into the Menagerie. No, I don't think the Raid Race had any effect here. Skip, oh, I'm sorry, Silva Bat Gorilla. Are you concerned with bounty stacking leading to Shadow Keep? Was anything can be done? People are gonna do it i don't really care i think world's first races are still in some measure not that exciting because rng still plays a factor in people leveling up which can play a factor in people being too weak contest modifier helps we have more days now to get there um i don't really care about world's first races i haven't for a long time because they're they still have not gotten us to a place where it's a fair race um And you hand and you hand belts to people who went in, and numerous times there is there's a coincidence. There's it's not a coincidence that the last couple World's First races went to teams. Now it didn't happen in Crown of Sorrow, I don't think, but both Scourge and Last Wish. It wasn't a coincidence that the people that won were higher level than the people that had to tap out. Like that just (laughs) that's not a that's not a good system for a race. Contest modifier helps. And we're going to have more days this time, which also helps. So I was happy that Crown of Sorrow. I also don't think it's a coincidence that the minute they applied contest modifier, all of a sudden, some team that had never been in the running, I don't think, before, wins. You think that was a coincidence? That as soon as they leveled the playing field for leveling advantages, because people say bounties and they prime Ingram farm and all this other stuff. Like, the minute they took that away as a benefit... To where you being higher light level than me suddenly didn't matter. The minute that advantage was taken away, all of a sudden some other team wins. Like I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of correlation going on here. So contest modifier definitely makes it a fairer fight than it's ever been, a fairer race than it's ever been. But with bounty stacking and XP and the and the and the uh, and the artifact giving bonus level, I honestly don't know how it's gonna play out. We've we've literally never had a leveling raid race like this ever before because the artifact is a completely new element so i have no idea so uh viking beard is the super hand cannon ariana's oh the cyber hand cannon ariana's Val. i i think everybody's speculating that yes elroy Great video, off topic. Did you hear about No Weapon 2.0 according to Luke Smith? Weapons are in a good place according to him. What are your concerns about his response? Number one, they need to focus on armor first because they could make us insanely too strong or create completely broken builds. Armor 2.0 has got to land, it's got to work, it's got to create a good ground. Uh, Weapons need an overhaul that is not necessarily weapon crafting i don't i agree with paul Tassie we don't want weapon crafting in this game here's a blank slate stringer. yeah just unlock the right mods and you can create your own god roll hand cannon that would be terrible and i really really don't think we're going in that direction so i've already outlined a bunch of things i think that needs to happen with the weapon system so i'm not going to repeat myself hollywood zero You've said before that Destiny is too stingy. Do you think the downside of making a Strike or Nightfall or other activities uh, explode tons of loot like Borderlands? Most that we will get will be dismantled for mats anyway. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Perception is everything in video games. Perception is everything in video games, and I'll prove it to you. Play a game that has an FOV slider, and I want you to lower that FOV slider to the lowest number it'll go to, 60 or 70, and I want you to sprint from one side of a public space to another okay i want you to sprint from one side of a space to another then i want you to go in and i want you to change the fob slider to like a hundred now sprint the same distance and your perception of how fast you're going changes you're not running any faster you're not getting from point a to point b any faster use a stopwatch (laughs) but your perception is that you're moving faster and it feels really cool, especially when you're in a super or on a sparrow. So when you open up a chest and a bunch of weapons pop out, let's say I open up a chest and two Warden's Law pops out because I did something to earn double drops in the nightfall and two Warden Law, bing, bing, woo, let me check them. You're right. I probably would dismantle a bunch of them, but my perception is that i'm getting rewarded for my time am i getting there any faster maybe i don't know maybe not like it's still might imagine if it takes me 50 nightfalls to get the role that i want and i could get I could get Warden's Law the whole time or get one drop every six runs. And what a bungee could say, we've tweaked the roll advantages and the roll propensities to really land that you're gonna get a drop every six nightfalls, but the chances of you getting a god roll have been increased. So I could run 50 nightfalls, and if I get a n if I get a warden's law every single frickin' time, and I get the god roll on fifty or I run 50 nightfalls. I get a, I get a Warden's Law every 6 nightfalls, but I still get the god roll on 50. Which experience do you think you're going to enjoy more? Which? Which experience do you think it's going to be more exciting and more enjoyable and you're probably going to have an easier time staying in the lane all the way to nightfall number 50? Which? The answer is obvious. It's obvious. Drop, Wardens, not the right one. Drop, Wardens, pretty close, not the one I want. Drop, Wardens, instead of nothing, 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 nothing. Ooh, I finally got one. Oh, it's not the right, okay. All right, nothing, nothing. The pain of not getting the right roll is is easier to take when you know, can get another one, let's run another one. Let's run another one. I'm telling you, (laughs) there, it's, it's the perception it's like the FOV slider it doesn't it doesn't matter oh you're not actually running faster lono i don't care it feels like i am perception is huge in loot based games boom you blow up a boss in borderlands Ding ding to ding ding to ding ding. Oh, there's weapons everywhere. And sure, you throw a ton of them out. You sell a ton of them. You don't use a bunch of them. It doesn't matter. Your perception is. Ooh, the pretty lights. Instead of. Oh, that boss fight was terrible. What did I get? What is it? Oh, like two things dropped. And one's worthless. And one's like okay. Come on. Come on man. It's it's the the recipe, I'm telling you, the recipe is far simpler than everybody makes it. Everybody overcomplicates it. Oh, if you get a bunch of drops, you're gonna stop playing. What are you What? Huh? What happened when people learned you could cheese the menagerie chest? What happened? They played it a bunch! <laughs> they played it a bunch! They went in there a ton! I was in there all day! We had people jumping in. I, I had full, full lobbies. I had nine people in orbit. I was like, guys, we're too full. Everybody wanted to run Menagerie. Why? It was rewarding. Why do you think they're raising the rewards in Menagerie, but then they got to tone it down as soon as Shadowkeep lands? Because they know if it's too rewarding, that's all you're going to want to run. You're not going to want to run the new stuff. It's just, it is such, I can't stand that so many people and game companies fall prey to this absolute phantom fear lie it isn't true engagement does not go down, generosity is not the enemy of engagement it is the promoter of it, it amplifies engagement there is literally, it is, listen you've got evidence and data from Blizzard of all people what they did in the loot 2.0 system in Diablo, they made a presentation at the GDC and they said They were worried about generosity, it was going to drive people away, they were going to get everything they wanted, and they were going to leave. And they actually said something really interesting happened. Instead of people saying, I'm just trying to get this item, they started saying, I'm trying to get a good version of this item. And it promoted engagement, and numbers went up, and people praised the system. His post in response to what was going on with Anthem was eye-opening. These people, I'm telling you, the, the guys that created that system, they get it. And you should be listening to them. If you want influence about loot generosity, I think those guys deserve to be heard almost every time this debate comes up. They didn't go to the GDC and make this presentation just like, yeah, that's what we think. No, they did it and it worked. It didn't drive people away. It promotes engagement. But I'm telling you, I need to make this video because I've wanted to make this video for a long time because I say this all the time, that, that, that the game is too stingy. The game is way too stingy. You're not going to hurt engagement if you start being generous. If anything, you're probably going to see more people play at, to greater lengths. The minute you're generous, people, people flock to that. It's like when you go to the park and you throw, like a little bit of bread over here, all the birds, they all come flocking to that spot because this is where the good stuff is. It's the the same in destiny. It's the same in destiny. Generosity is going to be like a magnet. It's going to pull everybody in. So my hope would be that everything they're going to learn for the next couple weeks in Menagerie would inform future content, and if they can, on the fly, increase loot drop and say, hey guys, for this week, we're going to make Nightmare Hunt drops double-triple, oh, please... Please start doing stuff like that, Bungie. That would be such a freaking good move to say, all right, this week Vex Offensive's got double drops. Uh, Okay, you guys enjoy double drops in Vex Offensive. Awesome. This week Nightmare Hunt's got double drops. Like double drops, triple drops. Blah, 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 blah. Like you get to the end of the season, they could really ramp it up. Season's almost over. Vex Offensive's about to go away. We're ramping up the drop rates for the next two weeks. You're going to get triple drops in Vex Offensive. Try and get those last minute rolls in there. You know what I'm saying? This is this is this is a good system. And this is why this is I'm I'm glad I just thought of this. For my video about, you know, it's being too stingy. I think one of the reasons Bungie has probably been protective against just ramping up the dial like, let's just turn the dial up, right? RavShock, thank you so much for the brand new sub. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. Enjoy ad-free viewing on my channel. When you guys sub here, you won't see ads. And we got Borderlands emotes that are live for you right now. Um They probably want to keep a baseline to build on, right? My video that just went live on YouTube said, why all the nerfs? Well, they have to create a baseline because then you're going to build on that baseline with armor 2.0 and you're going to be influencing your power in the world. So they had to kind of lower super regeneration and super payout so that as you increase that super payout with mods in your build, you feel that sense of power in a similar vein. They probably have been like, look, you guys, if you guys do this, you're going to screw everything up you can't keep menagerie that rewarding call me crispy thank you for the two months nova star did I thank you for your two months of subs I think I did um they probably were like look 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 look, look, look listen listen. You, you, you can't leave menagerie that rewarding nothing's gonna compete with it and then you leave us no pivot room if they always have the volume knob turned to like number three every once in a while they can be like hey we've turned the volume knob up to seven woo and then they turn it back down and then they go to the next knob. I'm like, yeah, it's at 3. And they're like, oh, we've turned it up to 8! Yeah! Ha <laughs> Play this content for a week! And they turn it back down. If the, 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 I think that's one of the reasons they've probably been hesitant to just turn up generosity, because now what they can do is they can manipulate player activity and focus by doing that. Like what Dylan said, like, this thing we did in Menagerie, we could do this again for a limited time event. More than likely they could do the same thing in other events as well. And I think that's probably where they're gonna go I'm not gonna get my wish, they're not gonna suddenly make all of Destiny super generous, they're gonna keep us at a baseline drop rate and then they can jack that drop rate up to make certain activities or certain weeks um, you know, really really exciting so Uh, Dante Norris, what is the happy medium Bungie can find between giving us plenty of drops but not overfeeding us, especially when content is being taken away and is limited. It's frustrating. I'm trying to stay positive and hopeful when it comes to drops. I think what I just outlined is likely to be something they try. Hey, it's the end of the season. Vex defense is about to go away and they're going to jack the drop rate. I could see them. I could really see them doing that uh, Lost Hollows. How is Menagerie right now, uh, can I slot for two different weapons? No, the way it works is you slot for the Ostringer. If you slot for the Ostringer, it's gonna spit two, spit two out. Hollywood Zero. I remember in Age of Triumph that Bungie buffed public event completions, so you got tons of loot on your first completion of the day. Could Destiny get more engagement with content by buffing daily rewards for all activities in each location? Um okay so the first completion getting buffed i mean maybe i think that i like where your head's at maybe every day they could focus on something different i i still like the idea of just buffing the drop rate of something each week and then rotating us through i i feel like that'd be a really good like age of triumph it was like this raid now this raid now this raid similar idea right This activity is getting a buff. This activity is getting a buff, and you kind of swing back and forth. That way, each week feels kind of fresh. I'm getting sick of Vex Offensive. Oh, don't worry. Next week's Nightmare Hunt. I'm getting sick of Nightmare Hunt. Oh, don't worry. Next week is is public events or adventures or strikes or nightfalls. I don't know. I feel like that would just kind of pivot between Vex Offensive and Nightmare Hunts. Cormac what new type of weapons would anyone like to see like a claymore mines a bouncing betty plasma gun I want to see legendary before anything before anything new I want to see legendary trace rifles legendary trace rifles uh, and way more linear fusions and I think swords in the energy slot you can get some really creative swords to like dual swords uh, heavy swords bleed swords knockback swords and throw them in the energy slot. I don't think they belong. I think they should be specialty weapons in the energy slot, uh, and not, and not where they are now. Uh, go, uh, Goku, will there be weapons that you can't obtain anymore once Shadow Keep comes out? Um, no. Shadow Keep's not going to put an end to anything up to this point. But when we get to like December or January and they're ending season of the undying and we go into season of dawn, there will be activities and weapons that go away for a time and those weapons will come back like somewhere. Uh, Gaming Scrubs. Do you feel that the NPCs will get a reset? Nope, they're not going to. This has already been addressed. I have a whole video on it. Hollywood Zero. I played Menagerie today for the first time since the nerf. Got three items from the chest. It felt great. What do you think Bungie's rationale for why it's too much of a reward? We have already gone round and round on this. They don't want you to focus on an old activity, and they don't want this activity to feel better and more rewarding than the new activities. Uh, And then pivoting rewards turning up dials is possible if they have a baseline hammer do you think the way the reward boost was implemented is better it's a lot quicker but i liked being able to do multiple weapons in one run oh it's way better than running back and forth in the freaking hallway um i'm gonna i'm gonna switch characters because i'm not getting any kind of an up like it's not like telling me uh there's been an update do you think bungee ought to re-roll one slot on your weapon uh that would make the game more accessible i don't want to re-roll anything on weapons I think rerolling weapons is dangerous, and I think it's bad. Uh, look, are, these, are these new Nightfalls? Garden World, Insight Terminus, and Inverted Spire? I believe those are new. Um, I believe those are new. And then I think, yeah, we've got Tier 3. Unfortunately, it's Prism and Brawler uh, with Void Singe. Although is actually nice without Blackout on, and Brawler's pretty good. So there you go. Update happened. You could go in there and I could do some, I could do some Genji, I could do some Genji gameplay, although it's void, so might want to not do that, although I could do Genji and throw, well, forget it, let's take questions, Flying Mangoes, do you think any activity will ever be as rewarding as the original Menagerie, it was far better than anything so far. Uh, but it's really so bad. In the game Destiny. Well, we've already talked about this. We've already talked about generosity and why I think they're gonna they're gonna try and do dial turning on different activities. Disparaging Turtle with the movement away from supers. Do you think Bungie is trying to cause each interaction slash gunfight to be more strategic throughout, provoking instance? If I burn my Devourer now, will I get my Devourer when the ad spawn? Uh, no, I think they're creating a baseline because Armor 2.0 is gonna enhance your ability to get your supers back. Manrod, do you think Ada is staying or leaving for Shadowkeep? They're not making her leave. They're not making her leave. That's not a thing. Um, that 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 was something that Luke Smith tossed out there as a what for if going from Ada to Gunsmith, I'm sorry, Ada to Drifter, uh, they would have done that. So it's Arc Shell, Concentric Dawn, Sparrow, and Arundite Sparrow, Melchizedek Bramble Shader, which is one of the best shaders, and then down here we have Queen of Hearts, Crown of Sorrow projection uh, for your ghost shell. And then the Callus Mini Tool ornament, the Ultraviolet ornament for the Borealis, Intrepid Inquiry hood. Um, that is just not cool looking. The Credit Card Ship, the Transpose, and then Mirror Mirror Emote. Uh, and then we've got the Dark Blade effects. Uh Arctic Pearl Royal Welcome Shader. So that's a pretty cool shader. There you go. That is your uh that's your Eververse and we listed the three nightfalls. Uh Elroy, or I'm sorry, Leroy, Is Shadow Keep going uh to keep the current story arcs of telling or telling a new story? It's a new story about Eris on the moon. Thirty four months from Mr. Blonde, thank you. Uh, then I thank Call Me Then I th- I think I thank Call Me Crispy for two months and Ravshock for the new sub. I think I did. Digital Marine. Since it's been confirmed that Mountaintop isn't going to be nerfed, do you think Bungie is going to rely on auto reload changes slash seasonal artifacts to control the meta? Um, he he said there were no changes to grenade launchers when he did Control F. That doesn't mean that Mountaintop's not going to get tweaked or Recluse or One Eyed Mask. This week's TWAB is probably going to include PvP changes and updates. Mr. Anderson, do you think Bungie could meet us in the middle and give us 60 to 100 seconds to farm the chest? Uh, no, that's not how it's designed. I, I don't think we want to be running back and forth. I think that's silly. Eligible wall. What if monster? What if moments of triumph week? Could it be the solar week? No, there is no solar week. Dylan confirmed no solar week. Just enough. Has the community come up with a list of armor perk combos that are not possible in armor 2.0? Should we be saving these combos and having advantages in 2.0 with old armor? I don't know if anybody's come up with this. Parasito. Rewards for community challenges are extremely common. There could be implementations of a reward tier system, as if tier one isn't met, there could be a penalty. I mean I don't know. I, I think I think it was fun, it was lighthearted, and they could easily just give us loot to chase while we're doing it, like stuff from, you know, EP or something. Dragon Tat with the tractor cannon nerfed to do only 30% damage boost to any element. Should Bungie reintroduce random elements on weapons in the energy slot? Um, Oh man, you locked my brain up with this one. Yes. And then that also means you could do primaries with elements as well. We don't need kinetics anymore, We, we don't anything that's a primary should just get that crit multiplier as if it's a kinetic and just apply random elements to all primary weapons. So I can run three elements. Popping shields is not broken. It's not super powerful. That's literally the only thing elemental primaries do. Feeding from a previous questions about lack of changes they can make to primary weapons. What would be your stance on introducing dual element secondary guns like the Florentine from Borderlands 2? Um, or there was the one you could... I, the, for those of you that don't know, the Florentine was, I believe, it was an SMG. that was a Seraph weapon introduced in Tiny Tina's DLC and it had slag and shock, I believe you're really you're really testing my my knowledge here my recollection i'm pretty sure that's how it worked it was a it was a Malawan, one uh smg it had the spinning disc i think that's how it was um anyway there was the one you could switch elements called the there was the fusion rifle the murmur from d1 where you could switch elements i think it'd be cool to switch elements we kind of had that with the hard light but dual elements i don't know because it was slag and shock it wasn't two elements slag wasn't necessarily an element it was a debuff it didn't function the same way that like fire damage acid damage or shock damage did um I don't know you're you're going too far down the road could we get there maybe I think we have further to go right now with weapon design that's that's you're jumping ahead that's that seems too far down the road Mayraki, people are saying the artifact will not drop until after the raid cabbage cool gain additional infamy rank points neat uh people are saying the artifact will not drop until after the raid because if you get the artifact when shadow keep drops you can't level up the artifact to gain light and they don't play any other content i don't know i think this might be logical though to keep people from getting the benefit of xp gains XP gains would mean nothing. This would be a huge joke on people that are saving XP bounties to juice the artifact if we don't get the artifact right away. I don't know if that's true or not though. Farewell. Do you think that this community event and the way that they boosted Menagerie loot drops at the end of the season is an indication of how seasons may end? Yeah, we already touched on that. Parasito. Could the urge to play something with high drop rates like early menagerie be because we know drop rates will get fixed and so it creates urgency no nope I don't agree with this that's not why we were playing that is not why we were doing it we were doing it because it was rewarding that is the same reason that is the same reason that Ada bounties and forges were more popular than than Reckoning why they were more liked and lauded and praised than Reckoning why they were more generous and more intentional and more purposeful uh flying mangoes what if they added the ability to reroll a weapon once randomly once per weapon so you'd have to grind for another you don't need to do this just drop two at a time if you want the to achieve this let me earn a double drop rate buff or something i i don't like rerolling i don't even want it to touch the game at all the minute i give you one reroll you're gonna ask for more i know it got any more of those rerolls no Uh uh-uh the raid finishing starts the vex offensive, right? Maybe after one run, run, one round of vex offensive to get the to get the eye of the gate lord thing. Uh, Morris, is the menagerie a weekly reward or run as many t- run as many times as you want? Uh, Xenobite, do you think using sidearms as part of finishers is a good idea? Like having certain sidearm equips for finisher sidearms. I think sidearms should be like a backup weapon. Four weapons equipped. That's only only sidearms can go on the sidearm slot for good finishing. Like finishing kills or finishing moves in PvE. But I don't want to have to have a sidearm equipped to take advantage of a finisher that uses it. Sidearms are just too weak in PvE. Not weak, they're just not adaptable to most in- encounters. Darth Christoph, what ship and or sparrow? Was it uh, we should buy if we maxed on glimmer that will also refund full shards? You go to uh, vehicles. You go to Sparrows Season Three, the Other Side Sparrow or the G three three five Sparrow. Yes, I know you lose glimmer. You spend seventy five hundred, and when you dismantle these, you get back five thousand. Okay, you're gonna lose glimmer no matter what because you're gonna hit glimmer cap. That's the whole reason you're doing this. Okay, so picture it as if you're buying a a glimmer pack for 2,500 Glimmer that you can cash in later and you get back the five legendary shards, okay? I know you get back a better turn of Glimmer on Season... Uh, season 5 Platinum Starling But you don't get back the 5 Legendary Shards but Legendary Shards are going to be super super valuable If you don't have either of those Sparrows from Season 3 Go to the same season of Ships And buy Zavala's Authority Ship Again, yes you're losing Glimmer But that's not the thing that matters Because you're buying Glimmer Packs You're going to use these Sparrows to dismantle Once we're in the new season to get back Glimmer And you're getting back the guaranteed Legendary Shards Which are far more important Bumble 17 does removing content remove our power as consumers to vote with our feet? If the content is limited time, engagement will remain relatively high regardless of drop rates. So many might uh, have seen reckoning or menagerie buffs. I this is this is assuming that we don't have forums, Reddit, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube to voice our opinions. So obviously, if we get into the thick of Season of Dawn and we're like, "This event sucks. It's not rewarding enough." Sure, Bungie can turn up drop rates and then everybody flocks to it, and we could still say, "Yeah, at its core, it's still not good content." Bungie can still hear that feedback. It's not like if we if we play the content a lot, Bungie's like, "La la 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 la." You guys are liking the content, right? I don't that I, I think that's too dichotomous. Ginja uh, 300, do you think they should reintroduce elemental mods for weapons and include kinetic mod for making it so we can change an energy weapon to kinetic and vice versa? We do not want to go back to that system, no. Gandalf, since we know grenade launchers aren't getting nerfed, do you think they could nerf the spikenade perk instead to rein them in. Well, that would be a nerf to, to grenade launchers. So, I mean, that would be in the patch notes. So he said he searched with control F and didn't see grenade launchers in there. And no, leave them alone. Grenade launchers work. Make Make rocket launchers and machine guns better. Because grenade launchers are viable DPS weapons now. Clay talks. How would you feel about a Destiny world boss or community event? I've played games where the community drops a boss. Yeah, I mean, a world event like that would be cool. I don't know if there's room for it, though, because public spaces can only have so many people in them. Uh, are Menagerie mods coming to Shadowkeep? Are the Menagerie mods coming to Shadowkeep? There aren't Menagerie mods, are there? There's Menagerie armor has that slot. It has this extra slot here. For the for the activity mod activity mods are coming in shadowkeep with armor 2.0 they're going to land on not all armor sets he's talking about the Levy mods that drop in it i mean although those ultimately don't matter anymore i mean i guess if you want to slot them and run them when you're running Levy, there's going to be activity mod slots in the new armor uh but not all of the armor so as far as i know those will still be usable i don't know how i don't actually know how those are going to function i don't know what they're going to do with you know, hive invigoration or hive repurposing or hive barrier. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with these. I honestly don't. I don't know what they're going to do with taken armaments and fallen armaments. I honestly don't. Personally, they probably need to go away because they manipulate ammo drops too easily. Um, so. Last question. I thought it was free. Do you think that white gun, green gun, purple gun is a better way? I never use Kindled Orchid because it should be in the top slot. Um... I've I've established this numerous times today that primary, secondary, and heavy is the way to go. I've said this tons of times. I don't know how you missed it. Um, So, yeah, it's better, and I think it gives them far more room with elemental perks. I did a whole long rant about that. Maybe you weren't here and you missed it. I have talked about that numerous times. Primary, secondary, and heavy gives them way more pivot. Uh, and then, if we have elemental primaries, true elemental primaries, and you suddenly threw arc on my, my warden's law, you could do elemental perks that make it more winsome to run, you know, different perk combinations than just always going for rampage outlaw. Or in this case, on the wardens, it's rampage uh, feeding frenzy. So, we're going to keep talking. We're probably going to run some reckoning to see if we get a spare ration. So, if anybody wants to join up for that, please do so. Uh, thank you so much for listening in all the other locations. Please like, share, and subscribe.